Well, I need my halo, that's right, from last night. <laughs> but good morning to everyone and good morning to everyone online. Uh, Carolyn Schneider, our, our global missionary, is going to join us online. Uh, so I'm going to get her up on the computer, so it'll just be just a moment. If only Carolyn could send us some of Jamaica's warmth through the computer. I don't, it doesn't quite work that way. But what, what's the temperature like down there, Carolyn? It's kind of warm today. It's kind of hot. <laughs> so it, it's hot in Jamaica, and we won't tell you what it's like here. You can you can guess. <laughs> but Merry Christmas, everyone, and and thanks for being here this morning, and and welcome to those who are joining us online or by phone as well. We're we're very glad to be together this morning. We'll uh, begin our service with our prelude music to uh, center ourselves and prepare our hearts and minds for worship.
please stand as you are able for our confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the Word made flesh, our life, and our salvation. Amen. Trusting the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, let us confess our sin. God of life, you promise good news of great joy for all people and call us to be messengers of your peace. We confess that too often we hoard our joy, our resources, and our security. We nurture conflict and build barriers. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us again the hope of eternal life in you. Amen. Hear the good news. We are children of God and heirs of God's promises to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. We are forgiven and redeemed. Sing with joy, for all the ends of the earth shall know the salvation of God. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. Amen. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, you gave us your only Son to take on our human nature and to illumine the world with your light. By your grace, adopt us as your children and enlighten us with your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. All right, now we have a bit of an experiment which we tested yesterday, and I'm hoping it works as well today as it did yesterday. But um, Carolyn Schneider is going to be our reader from across the miles in Jamaica. Uh, for those of you who don't know Carolyn, Carolyn serves um, as a global missionary through the ELCA in Jamaica. She teaches at uh, the seminary in Kingston, and uh, she just finished her semester, and uh, we're very glad to have her with us today. So I'm going to set my microphone here just a second Carolyn all right let's try that all right I'm hoping that you can hear me I'm very glad to be with you today at Christmas um, from Jamaica where it is green and sunny and warm unlike what you're experiencing now but we do celebrate the same Christmas and we still read the same passages that um, I'm going to read for us this morning. Our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 52. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. And now I'll lead us in our psalm. We were a little concerned about the, the technology of going back and forth uh, over Zoom. So please join me in speaking Psalm 98. Sing a new song to the Lord who has done marvelous things whose right hand and holy arm have won the victory. O Lord, you have made known your victory. You have revealed your righteousness in the sight of the nations. You remember your steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Shout with joy to the Lord, all you lands. Lift up your voice, rejoice and sing. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of song. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, shout with joy before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell therein. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills ring out with joy before the Lord, who comes to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Microphone's back in place now, Carolyn. Our second reading comes from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. 
and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to testify, to, came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And thank you, Carolyn, as well, for joining us online today. Uh, that, that was a, a, a special connection for us since we miss seeing you, and uh, also reminds us who are here that we are gathered with Christians all around the world uh, to celebrate the birth of our Savior. So let me just begin by saying Merry Christmas once more. It's so good to be with you this morning. Uh, by this point in the, in the holiday, it always feels like such a, uh, a joyous and uh, so many of us are tired from all the preparations, from uh, all the planning. Um, those of us in church were kind of were nearing the end of, of a busy season, and so it feels like, a, uh, uh, although we're, we're still in worship today, it feels like we're, we're kind of starting to relax into the joy and peace of this season. And so may the grace and peace of God be with you this morning. I hope you are feeling that. So uh, my baby, our baby, uh, Miriam, was born in the middle of the night. It was uh, in the middle of the night, just before Reformation Sunday. It was, she was born on Reformation Sunday, which for a Lutheran pastor, which was, was pretty cool for me. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think it mattered to Miriam very much, but I, I, I liked it. But she was born in the middle of the night. So what I remember about the next morning is that none of us had really slept. You know, we kind of fought a couple hours here or there uh, in a chair or something like that. Uh, and Kristen was resting. But what I remember about that next morning was even though we were tired, we were just filled with such exhilaration and almost a, a shell shock of this person coming into the world. And, you know, when we were there, it was, it was like one day she was just kind of living in our imaginations, and then here she was, a, a real person. And now we had to adjust to that new reality. Uh, it's like a bomb going off in your life, right? But a, a positive one. That's, 
The morning after, at least in my experience, was about trying to wrap my head around this new life being here and adjusting our lives to what it meant. And that's kind of where we are this morning, alongside Mary and Joseph and the rest. The season of Advent, which we've just journeyed through, is all about waiting and watching, anticipation and preparation, but no matter how much you anticipate or prepare yourselves, this is the kind of thing that just arrives, and you have to adjust accordingly. So we find ourselves alongside Mary, pondering this new life in our hearts. Jesus is here, and now is the time for exhilaration and praise as we try to wrap our heads around what his presence means. Each of the four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, has their own way of getting into the story of Jesus. The earliest gospel, uh, Mark, begins with his baptism. We don't know anything about Jesus' birth, according to Mark. Uh, he just starts with John baptizing him in the Jordan. Mark seems to say, if you want to know the story of Jesus, start there. Start with the baptism. When the heavens opened up and God said from the heavens, this is my beloved, my son, with whom I am well pleased. But then a little bit later, maybe a decade or so later, Matthew and Luke began writing their Gospels. And they said, well, you can't really start understand the baptism if you start a little bit earlier. And so Luke and Matthew both add a birth story. We're most familiar with Luke's version. It's the one that we read last night. It's the one that we act out as a Christmas pageant. It's the one with the shepherds and the angels. And we know the story of following the star, the three kings from Matthew's version. And both Matthew and Luke not only give us a birth story, but they give genealogies that trace Jesus back through the generations all the way back to Adam, through the story of, of Israel, through King David, and all the way back to Adam. So they, they, they say that, you know, if you really want to understand Jesus, you can't start with his baptism. You have to at least start with his birth. You should probably know a little bit about his family, too, if you want to wrap your head around what he means. But then a little later on, John starts writing his gospel, and he says, if you want to understand who Jesus is, you can't really start with his baptism or his birth or who his family is. You have to go all the way back to the beginning, like to the very, very beginning. And so John seems to quote and reference the opening line of Genesis, the creation story, the first sentence in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis says. And John says, if you want to understand the story of Jesus, you need to start with those words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It seems like each generation of Christians realize that if you understand the story, the significance of this baby arriving in the world's life, you need to keep going further and further back, because this is a big deal. If you remember that story from creation in Genesis, God creates through a word. God creates through speaking. God will say, let there be light, and just in the act of speaking, there is light. And the Gospel writer, John, seems to be saying that this word, this creative word, is the word that we encounter in Jesus. That the baby in the manger that Luke tells us about, John says, that's the word that created the world. The word spoken in creation is, the one, is one and the same with Jesus. John would make an odd Christmas pageant if you were to think about it. I'm not sure what we'd have the kids dress up as. And it's kind of odd for us to uh, read it when we associate Luke's version with Christmas so much. And yet so often Christians around the world turn to this chapter of John as they try to figure out the morning after. What, is this, what does this baby mean? Who is this baby and what is his significance for us? John is much less focused on the details of the birth and is more focused on us trying to reorient our lives about a new, around a new reality. John is helping us understand who this baby is and how we might have to adjust accordingly. How do we wrap, like me, in the hospital room that day after trying to wrap my head around this new life? Uh, John is giving us language and imagination for us trying to wrap our heads around the word made flesh. For John, the biggest mystery of all seems to be that the creator of the universe has become human like us, has taken on our nature. 
The seemingly impossible has happened. The finite has come to bear the infinite. You know, in philosophical categories, those two don't mix, right? The infinite is the opposite of the finite, right? But John is saying, wrap your heads around this. The finite, the body, the finite body of this baby bears the infinite God. As John puts it, and the word became flesh and lived among us. I've always liked the translation of Eugene Peterson here. He says for John 1, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. There's this sense in which God's presence is making its home with us today. And so as I was thinking about Christmas Day, I've been thinking about that mystery of God making a home with us. That word uh, lived among us, dwelt with us, that's the same word. It's the Greek version of the Hebrew word in the stories of the tabernacle. If you remember in the Old Testament, in the wilderness, God's people uh, would journey from place to place, and the tabernacle, which was the seat of God's presence, would journey with them. So it's saying here that this baby, this person, this word made flesh is going to be like a tabernacle for God's people now. That God's presence is going to journey with us through those wilderness places like the tabernacle journeyed with the people of Israel. But this time it's not going to be a tent, it's going to be a person, a person named Jesus. But today is about God making a home with us in the person of Jesus. I was thinking again about when we had to make room for Miriam in our lives. For those of you who have had to make room for a baby, for being so small, they take up a lot of room, right? When our baby was born, uh, she came about six weeks early, and we're kind of procrastinators, so we weren't quite ready for her when she came six weeks early. And so when Kristen and her were in the hospital and Miriam was in the NICU for a little bit, I would go home at night and try to get the nursery ready. We had this wonderful TV room where I'd watch all my Packer games, but that's no longer a TV room. That's now her, her nursery. So I had to get all that stuff out, and then I had to build the shelving unit, which I uh, was building with a hammer and I hit my thumb and it turned bright purple so all of our pictures with baby as a with Miriam as a baby is me with this purple thumb but when a baby arrives you have to make room for it in your life for him or her it's like that uh, verse from joy to the world let every heart prepare him room in many ways our advent preparations was about that preparing our hearts preparing our homes for God to be present with us in Jesus. But just like me and Kristen, I think none of us can really be prepared for God showing up in our lives. God just arrives, and we have to adjust accordingly. And in so many ways, it's not about what we do, it's about what God is doing for us. That's what makes it good news. Ready or not, here God comes. I was thinking about this as well as we were singing our hymn of praise today. Love has come to dwell with us. Light now shines on everyone. Hope has lifted up our hearts. Joy has made in us a home. The message of Christmas, the reality we are trying to adjust to is that the word has become flesh. That God has become flesh and blood and has moved into our neighborhoods, is moving into our homes. And God doesn't just want one hour on Sunday morning. God wants to be part of your life 24-7, 365 days a year. But the presence of Jesus, both in Bethlehem, but in word and sacrament and Christian community and in the world, is something that we need to make room for each and every day. Because ready or not, here baby comes. Ready or not, here comes God in the flesh and Jesus. And so it's hard to act out John's Christmas story. We'd have to take a really wide-angle lens to try and capture the creation of the universe through the, the creative word of God. And yet we need this word this morning to help adjust our realities to God making a home with us. Joy has made in you a home this morning. Ready or not, here God comes. Amen.
We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With wonder and thanksgiving for Christ's coming to the world, we pray for the church, the life of the earth, and the whole human family. The church in every land makes a joyful noise to herald your coming, O God. We give thanks for poets, musicians, and hymn writers who give voice to our praise, and for all who lead the church's worship. God of grace, Hear our prayer. This day dawns with new hope for all living things, and from ocean depths to mountain peaks, the earth rejoices. Inspire in us an urgent zeal to protect the planet and renew its resources. We pray especially for our local waterways, including Starkweather Creek, the Yahara River, and Lakes Monona and Mendota. God of grace, hear our prayer. Bring heavenly peace to this world and an end to armed conflict. Raise up leaders in every nation who will honor human rights and establish equal justice for all people. Give courage to all who speak out against oppression and advocate for the powerless. God of grace, hear our, hear prayer. our prayer. Guard the lives of any in danger, especially those who work to protect others. Lead any who are in desperate circumstances to sanctuary, help, and safety. Grant rest to the weary and so soothe those who are troubled, especially Roe, Rodrigo, Joanne, Sharon, Jim, and those we name aloud or in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. Bless all who gather to worship on this holy day. Be present at our tables and celebrations and watch over those who travel. Sustain charities, outreach ministries, and food pantries that give generously to people in need. We lift up Healing House, the Triangle Ministry, Lutheran Social Services, and Porchlight especially. God of grace, hear our God. prayer. In Christ, we have beheld your glory, full of grace and truth. We give thanks for those in every generation who reflect the light of Christ. May their witness shine forth in our time. God of grace, hear our prayer. God, we lift up special prayers today for uh, Carolyn Schneider, our global missionary. We ask that you would uh, bless her in her work and ministry and mission. We ask that you would be uh, with her family. We pray for, for missionaries around the world who may be far from family at this time, that we might uh, be united with them in uh, the body of Christ. God of grace, hear our prayer. Pondering the mystery of eternal love made flesh in Christ Jesus, we commend all for whom we pray 
the mercy of God. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Please take a moment to show a sign of peace with those around you. Stand as you are able. And let us pray. God of abundance, receive and bless these gifts we have offered. Join our hearts with the song of the angels and gather us at your table of celebration. Strengthen us to share with all the world the abundance of your grace upon grace, poured out in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places 
Give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Holy God, creator of all and source of life, the birth of time, your word brought light into the world. In the fullness of time, you sent your word, born of Mary, to shine in our darkness, to make us your daughters and sons. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his birth and life among us, his death and resurrection, we await his coming again, when all things will be restored in him. By your Spirit, bless us and this bread and cup that held and nourished by you, we may live as your children, shining with the light of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. Communion today, we'll, we'll commune one side at a time, so we'll start on this side. So we'll start over here with, with this side, and you'll come forward along the side aisle, where you'll pick up an empty cup and bring it with you to the railing. At the railing, your cup will be filled with wine, and you'll receive bread. But if you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these side tables. Just grab them and bring them with you to the railing. After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in the bowl by the center aisle. We want all friends, guests, and visitors to know that you are welcome to commune with us today because this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table. And the invitation comes from Christ. We also welcome and extend our communion and our fellowship uh, to those joining us online or by phone. We're so glad you are with us. And we are glad to be gathered with you around the body of Christ and united with, you, with him in his body. All is now ready. Receive this invitation to communion. Glory to God in the highest. Come to the table of peace.
stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Redeemer, you have fed us at this table with gifts of grace, truth, and life. As you have gathered us in joy, send us forth as messengers of your peace. Make us shine with the good news of your glory, born to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Just briefly before we depart, uh, I want to thank those who've done like triple or double duty, uh, you know, Chuck and Terry and Ann and, uh, and Wendy and everyone who's participated in these, these Christmas services. So thank you very much for, you all deserve a, a nap at least, if not more, so. <laughs> and we've got Kringle in the back, lots of it, so everyone should eat some Kringle before you leave too. Receive this blessing. God bless you and keep you. Jesus grant you grace and truth. The Spirit send peace upon your hearts now and forever. Amen. Amen. Christ the Savior is born. Go in peace. Proclaim this good news. Thanks be to God.
on the first one, I had an assistant pastor, so I was doing the with the bread and all that too. So. Have you ever done that before? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I done it with uh, Sue quite a few times oh, okay. when she was here for funerals. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, we had a filling wherever we could this time. Nobody came in good. Yeah, when church is on a Sunday, it'd be interesting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you're you're pretty much doing that. Sure. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you probably had your 